Hey guys, it's Tim and this is Rustling Unlimited. As it's Friday, my camera's not centered, and tonight was Friday Night Smackdown. As far as tonight's Friday Night Smackdown does go, I thought it was a good show. Really, really, really easy to watch. Progressed some stuff. And a great CM Punk promo. We got not just a great CM Punk promo, but CM Punk also teased working with a number of different people on the SmackDown brand. I don't think that's where he goes. I think he ends up signing with Monday Night Raw, but we'll see in the end how it all does work out. If it's my way of doing things and I was booking it, I would be like, I'm CM Punk and I don't need to sign a brand because I'm going to go win the Royal Rumble and then decide where my WrestleMania plans are from there. Well, I don't need to be assigned to one single brand. I'm just going to win the Rumble and then pick what I get to do. So, I think we go that route, maybe. I don't know. Also, looks like Charlotte Flair may have been injured tonight on the show. Not 100% sure if it's real or not, but early word that I heard was that they were fearful that it is a legit injury. But again, she needs to get checked on. She needs to get looked at. She needs doctors to really diagnose it and not just be like, yeah, that seems like an injury. They have to actually evaluate her and her left knee, which seems to be the problem. It does seem like when she did her moonsault from the uh, turnbuckle to the floor onto Asuka, she like came down and her leg just like jammed. And you see her like bounce a little and fall backwards. And ever since that point in the match, she seemed like she was having some problems. So we hope Charlotte Flair's not hurt. We hope everything is okay for the, what, 14-time woman's champion. But if we do hear anything further on Charlotte Flair potentially injuring her left knee tonight, we'll let you guys know. Because there is a video from, I think it's Steve Fall posted it, where you see Charlotte. She's like tries to crawl out of the ring, and then she just stops. And she's talking to Charles Robinson, and you can see her mouth go, my knee. Oh, shit. So, doesn't look good for Charlotte Flair. Hopefully, it's nothing like too serious or anything. But with that... I want to say thank you for joining us here at twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited, youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, and podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, App Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription. Or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games. And you always get one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here. Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Also remember to head over to YouTube, subscribe to the channel, hit that join button to become a channel member, and donate a super chat. Donate a super chat to make sure that your comment, question, or concern does get read live on the air. Also, you can ask a question by becoming a channel member as well. Now, also remember to head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, whether you're buying an old game, whether you're claiming a free game or getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, and Fall Guys, use this code right here, PWUnlimited, at checkout, and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Fortnite has a bunch of new stuff going on right now. They got the brand new Underground season for Battle, for Battle Royale. They've got Lego Fortnite that's super fun that we did four hours of yesterday, if not more. They've got the Festival Season mode deal coming out. Racing came out today that's not getting too favorable. 
of reviews and so much more. And when you're doing that, go to the shop, scroll all the way to the bottom, put in the creator code P-W-U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D for all Epic Games and Epic Game Store purchases. Also claim the free games right now, Gigabash and Predecessor. Claim those games. Excuse me, claim those games. Use the code and support right here. A new mystery game will unlock in four days. They're doing the Christmas thing again where they do, we're not going to tell you what the next game is, and it's only going to be, that's not right. It says four days, but one, two, three, four, 13. That doesn't seem right, but okay. Anyways, go over there, Epic Game Store, do all the things, and use this code right here. Probably back up on the screen really fast. Shablatsky, PW Unlimited. Now, also, I will say, not all of the free games let you put in the code, but most of the time they do. Like right now, Predecessor's not letting me put in the code, and Gigabash is not letting me put in the code for some reason. So not all games do, and I've noticed that in the past before. But with that, we got SmackDown to talk about. Friday night SmackDown slash tribute to the troops. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be completely honest. I've only ever heard of War and Treaty two different times. They... They're apparently country music artists. Did I never hear them on country music radio? The only times I have ever heard the Warren Treaty, and they're amazing singers. It's a husband and wife duo. Only time I've ever heard them is this past year, and last year they uh, performed at the Country Music Association Awards, the CMA Awards on ABC. Those are the only two times I've ever heard them sing and ever heard them even talked about before tonight's SmackDown. So I don't know where they get played on the radio. But again, like I said, I've seen them twice on the Country Music Association Country Music Association CMA Awards. So I assume they're country music radio uh, stars and they never get played on the country radio stations. So I don't know. But they're great singers, both the husband and the wife. The husband played piano. They sang America the Beautiful. And my whole thing is you've got God dang Craig Morgan there. In ACUs. And you're not going to have him perform? You're not going to have an actual troupe that is one of the top country singers of the early 2000s perform with hits like What I Love About Sunday and Redneck Yacht Club, International Harvester? You're going to have Craig Morgan there and not have him perform? Come on, guys. Come on. You're, you're burying the lead there. Like, you got one of the best country music singers. I've seen Craig Morgan live twice. I saw him actually. Funny story of a Craig Morgan concert. So, I'm at a Craig Morgan concert. Sitting like third row. Because where I live, they do what's called the Summer Concert Series. It's. $5 plus tax. So it's like a dollar or two. They charge extra or whatever. So it's like $7 and you get into all these concerts with like big name stars. I've seen Blake Shelton. I've seen Craig Morgan. I've seen Lady Annabellum, which is now Lady A. I've seen Sugarland. I've seen so many different people. And it's not based off of where you sit. It's not based off of where your tickets say. It's first come, first serve. If you wait in line early enough and you run in there, you get a good seat. So we always sat first couple rows. Anyways, sitting there. Craig Morgan's singing. I don't forget what song it actually was. And this drunk girl is in the aisle way going, Redneck Yacht Club, 
Come on, Redneck Yacht Come on, Redneck Yacht Club. And Craig Morgan goes, hold on a second, everybody. And he stops the band. And he looks at him and goes, young lady, do I come to your job and tell you how to do your job at your work? And she's just like, huh? Redneck Yacht Club. He's like, we'll get to it. But not right now. Someone needs to get their woman and, and have her have a seat. I died. I died. Because he stopped the concert and was just like, do I come to your job and dad do your job? Great stuff. Great stuff. And then he just kept on going. I don't remember what song it was. And it was early on in the concert, too. Like, you close with Redneck Yacht Club. You don't put that at the early portions or in the middle. No, you close with Redneck Yacht Club. Or International Harvester. Either one would be a good close. I forget what. I think at the time, it was Redneck Yacht Club because International Harvester hadn't come out yet. International Harvester is like a 2007, 2008 joint. And this was like 2005 or six because I was still in high school. And International Harvester came out, I think, right when I graduated or right after I graduated. So now maybe close with International Harvester. I'm a chugga lugga 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 plowboy. Anyways. Great song. Great. Craig Morgan. You should have had Craig Morgan perform, is all I'm saying. I've seen him live. He's great live. I've seen him live three times, actually. Three times. Anyways. Uh, so as far as the show does go, the show opened up with shots of service members in the crowd chanting USA, USA. This was the 21st tribute to the troops. The war and treaty performed God Bless America. And JBL was on commentary. Michael Cole welcomed us commentary with Kevin Patrick and JBL, stating that JBL basically came up with the idea of doing tribute to the troops and has been involved in every single tribute to the troops. I think Cole said he has as well. So this then led us to our first match of the night, Santos Escobar and Dragon Lee in the first round match of the U.S. title tournament. Well, it's actually a... Technically, it's the number one contenders tournament, but they call it the U.S. title tournament. And I'm going to pull the brackets up here on the screen just so we can look at that really fast. Let's pull these graphics up really, or this these brackets. We finally got brackets. So we know, we knew who was in the tournament, but now we know, you know, exactly how it's all going to go down. Let me full screen this. As far as the brackets do go, and this is after I didn't get. No, hold on, let's do clean brackets. Hold on, let's do clean brackets. Bada boom, bada binsky. So on the left side we got Dragon Lee versus Santos Escobar, which we got tonight. Santos won, advances. We then got Bobby Lashley and Karrion Cross. Bobby won, advances. It's going to be in two weeks, I think they said. Uh, Dragon or Santos Escobar versus Bobby Lashley. On the other side, taking place next week. Grayson Waller versus an NXT wrestler. Austin Theory versus Kevin Owens. Winners of those matches will then face off as well. We don't know who the NXT wrestler is. They said it is an NXT wrestler chosen by NXT general manager Shawn Michaels. So we don't know who the NXT wrestler is going to be. Whether that's like an Axiom or a Nathan Frazier. Maybe a Braun Breaker or something. Carmelo Hayes. I don't know. I don't know who that's going to be. But we did have this match that was good. Just, I thought it was on par with their Survivor Series match. No better, no worse. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but 
Before the match starts, Dominic's music hits, and Dominic Mysterio comes down to the ring. Old Dirty Dom watches from ringside as Escobar ran at Lee to start the match. But Lee moved and closed on Escobar over the top rope. Back inside the ring, Lee uh, kept control as Escobar found himself on the outside yet again. From there, Lee landed a splash and threw Escobar back into the ring where Lee hit a series of kicks for a two. Lee climbed the ropes, but Escobar pushed him off to slow things down. Escobar followed this up with a neck breaker and a two. Excuse me, and a two. Escobar then jaw-jacked at Lee for a little while and then head-butted him. Escobar ran at Lee, but Lee countered and put Escobar on the apron. Lee attempted to follow this up, but Escobar caught Lee and hit a powerbomb as a show into his first commercial break. Back from the break, Lee fired up and landed some punches on Escobar. Lee followed this up with some more strikes and kicks. And then there was like an upside-down spot where like Escobar got dropped on his head. Lee then hit a running drop kick for a two. Escobar eventually got in a hard-hitting super kick that looked like it connected flush and got a nice near fall off of it. Escobar lifted Lee up for his finisher, but it ultimately turned into a sit-out powerbomb from Lee for a close good near fall. Lee then landed a running knee to take Escobar down and knock him to the outside. With Escobar back in the ring eventually, Lee went to the top. But Escobar cut him off and hit him with a phantom driver to pick up the victory. So there we go. Great opening round match. Great first match of this tournament. Dragon Lee Santos Escobar. It's exactly what we expected it would be. I mean, it was just as good as the Survivor Series match that they did have just a couple of weeks ago. Ooh, that's a good one since Saturday. He says maybe it can be Tyler Bate. There's a report going around that he could get called up soon. I haven't heard that. I mean, I've seen people tweet Tyler Bates should be on the main roster, but I haven't heard anything specific and anything like credible of, oh, he's getting called up soon. So after the match, Dominic enters the ring and just stood tall over Dragon Lee, but really didn't do anything. Dirty Dom left and everyone was booing. There was a video, uh, a video recapping Randy Orton's return and signing with SmackDown last week. Nicholas was shown backstage when Randy Orton walked in. Aldis asked Orton why Orton booked, or no, Orton asked Aldis why Aldis booked this tag match. Orton said that before last week, I didn't even know who LA Knight was, which tells us that while he was gone, Randy didn't watch the product. Aldis says that he booked the match because, well, Randy got help from LA Knight last week against the Bloodline. Randy's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't need any help, but whatever. Aldis then informs him that he's been fined for RKOing him. Orton was apparently, uh, no, Orton paid the fine. And then Orton paid double just in case he does something else. I like that. Because it's like a $50,000 fine. And Orton's like, here's a hundred just in case, in case I need it. Like a retainer kind of thing. For the next time I get fined. I thought that was funny. Cody Rhodes comes out and does nothing. It's really just a, hey, it's tribute to the troops. Cool, I'm here. And there's a nothing happening segment, unfortunately. The crowd chanting for Cody loud. Cody looked genuinely moved by the troops chanting for him. Cody said, Providence, Rhode Island. So, Providence, Rhode Island. What do you want to talk about? Line got a big reaction from the crowd. Cody noted that tonight, his WWE tributes to the troops, and he asked to be here on this show. Crowd went nuts. 
and like big time woo, pop for them saying tribute to the troops. Anyways, Cody said on behalf of everybody at WWE, he wanted to say thank you to all the servicemen and women in the arena and watching around the world. Cody threw it to a video package chronicling the Tribute to the Troops show throughout the years, and it involved John Cena speaking on what Tribute to the Troops means from, like, 2008. Maybe a different year than that, but it felt like that was Cena 2008. Back in the arena, everyone's chanting, USA, USA, USA. Cody thanked everyone again for their service and wel welcomed the U.S. Army Drill Team. So they did a little thing. Where at first, everyone's quiet. Because you just give them that respect of being quiet. Then you can hear the crowd starting to get a little antsy. Like, okay, this is going on long enough. Okay, this is going on a little long. Okay, is this over yet? Then, shocking to me, we get CBS's Brad Nessler. One of the best announcers and commentators in all of college sports. He's on commentary. Plugging the Army-Navy game tomorrow on CBS. Yeah, Fox is plugging CBS. Michael Cole asked Nestler if he wanted to stick around for the next match, and Nestler said sure, as Bobby Lashley made his way out to the ring. This then led, this then led to Bobby Lashley versus Karrion Cross. Also, the Escobar-Lee match went nine minutes. This match only went about six and a half. And I don't think there was ever, ever, ever any question on who was winning this match. It was always going to be Bob. Bob, Bob Lashley as Miro likes to call him. Because, uh, A, they even said it, Sergeant in the Army, Bobby Lashley, okay, he ain't losing at all. Look at to a picture in picture during Lashley's entrance where he talked about uh, he and his father serving in the military. Lashley ended it by saying, God bless America. There's also a Montez Ford video package chronicling his time in the Marine Corps for three or four years. And then the match did start. So, I want to say Ford was in the Marine Corps the same time-ish that I was in the Army. Because I, I was in the Army from 2010, well, active duty, 2010 to the, 2014. And then I went on reserve after that. I wasn't active anymore. And he said that he was in 2008 to 2012. So there was a little bit of overlap there. Kind of cool. Don't know where he was stationed. I was stationed Fort Hood, Texas, and Camp Adder, Iraq. Uh, once the match did start, Cross attacked Lashley with a series of kicks and knees. Lashley went on to put on the hurt lock early on, but Cross fought out of it and went to hit him, hit him with some more punches and elbows. Cross tried to throw Lashley into the ring steps to, uh, on the outside, but Lashley jumped over them and came right back at Cross. After things quickly moved back inside the ring, Lashley landed a German suplex and then a clothesline that sent Cross over the top rope to the floor. With Cross on the outside, the show went to a commercial break. Uh, when the show did return, Cross then had the upper hand, didn't tell us how, and he worked over some elbows and then a vertical suplex. Nestler noted on a commentary that he hadn't seen Cross since what? Like, quote, August. And someone mentioned, yeah, when he was doing stuff with AJ Styles, who was supposed to be on the show tonight, was advertised... And never, he wasn't there. Wasn't there. Cross then went for a punch and eventually hit a kick for a two. Cross then ran at Lashley, but Lashley caught Cross and planted him with a Uranagi-like move. Crowd then started loudly chanting, Bobby, 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 Bobby. And Lashley had a swinging neck breaker and then followed that up with a vertical suplex. Lashley then ran at Cross, but Cross got a knee up. 
ever uh, even so, Lashley came right back and slammed Cross before setting him up for a spear. He hit the spear and pinned Cross one, two, three. So there we go. Next week, not next week, but I think in two weeks, it's going to be Santos Escobar versus Bobby Lashley in a second round match. Winner then goes to the finals. So we see damage control backstage. They're hyping up Asuka for her Charlotte Flair match. And Bailey comes in and they're all getting high fives. And then Bailey's like, yeah. And Austin's just like, mm. after high fiving everybody else, like, yeah, yeah. So Bailey's like, I just want to say, I already made the decision. I will stay back here. I will not go out there and have something happen again. And maybe you guys should stay back as well and just let it be Charlotte versus Asuka, a WrestleMania rematch. And Dakota's like, yeah, well, I'm about that. You're going to stay back here. We appreciate that. But we're going to go with Asuka anyways. We're going to be there for her. And Bailey's like, oh. Okay, then. Well, then this led to an awesome CM Punk segment. Punk killed it in the ring, killed it on the mic, killed it in this promo. And this was the Punk promo we needed the first night. And for all we know, maybe this was supposed to be the promo we got that first night on Raw. And because time got cut, which he alluded to, they couldn't do it. So it's the top of the hour. It's the 9 o'clock hour. And Punk goes, hey, I'm out here at the top of the hour. It's the 9 o'clock hour, and it's not the end of the show, so my time doesn't need to get cut. I'm just going to go. You want to chant me? You want to chant for me? Have at it. And the crowd starts chanting, CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. Uh, Punk talked about maybe signing to a brand. Maybe I signed with Raw on Monday. You know, they were louder for me than you guys are here tonight. Punk asked the crowd if they wanted him to go to Raw or be on SmackDown. When the poll got to SmackDown, the crowd cheered. Punk asked the crowd if they wanted him to win the Royal Rumble and the main event, WrestleMania. So CM Punk's chance got even louder. Punk then referenced his friend, Cody Rhodes. He said, I have a friend that says, what do you guys want to talk about? Well, the question I have tonight is more, who do you want to talk about? Punk noted how some people are a little upset that he's back in WWE. And Punk actually called himself happy-go-lucky to be home. Punk said that he wanted to turn it up to 11 because I heard the people that said that that last promo I cut, the last time they saw me, I was a little soft and it didn't mean anything. Well, quote, the spicy CM Punk you all know and love is here. Punk said that he's putting his feet, he's home, and it's like putting my feet up on the couch and my feet are covered in mud. So it ain't what do you want to talk about, it's who do you want to talk about. Punk then at one point calls out Roman Reigns and the crowd goes nuts. He also said, Roman, you've done a lot of great things, congratulations, but don't forget, I, or he says, don't forget who is the OG Paul Heyman guy. Who was he the wise man of first? Punk then referenced that, oh, well, Roman ain't even here, but his cousins are. Punk shouted out Jay. Punk stumbled on uh, Jimmy Uso's name, which is kind of funny. Punk talked about how the Usos have tons of cousins. Punk referenced Randy Orton and wondered if they could ever get along. Punk also said LA Knight 
would tag with Punk and even did the LA Night thing. Yeah, which the crowd ate up. Punk mentioned Kevin Owens and goes, yeah, Kevin Owens is a little prickly. Maybe he's not happy I'm here. You know, it can get a little bad when you got someone in the locker room that just goes around punching people in the face. I'm like, oh, damn, he made the reference. Punk said maybe it's because he and Owens are too similar, too much alike. Punk then mentions JBL sitting over at the commentary table. Punk said everybody has welcomed him back except that one guy. Punk said he's, quote, not even the man in his own household. The crowd starts singing for uh, Seth Rollins' song. Punk encouraged the singing, and the crowd obliged. Punk said that they will find out who he will sign with, Raw or SmackDown. He said this Monday night, and even teased going to NXT. He's like, I'll talk to all the general managers, whether that's Nick Aldis, Shawn Michaels, or Adam Pearce. Punk says that he is the monkey wrench in everybody's plans and goals. Punk said that he is back to finish what he set out to do. Punk said he, on Monday, will put pen to paper. Punk said this is all about finishing his story and main eventing WrestleMania. Punk then dropped the mic and mimicked hitting a baseball bat and the ball out the park. Crowd chanted his name. He did hit it out of the park here. And this did lead to a Cody Rhodes segment later that we'll talk about, but I like this a lot. There was references to the AEW stuff, making fun of himself and the elite uh, um, Jungle Boy stuff and all of that. And yeah, I like how he called Kevin Owens a little prickly. Oh, that was funny. But this was great. This was awesome. This is exactly what we needed and wanted from old Phil Brooks, Pepsi Phil. So we'll see where it leads to. He said he's going to say what brand he's on on Monday. So I kind of wish they would have dragged it out a little bit. We get Punk on multiple shows. I was like, Punk showing up in NXT one week? Holy crap. But probably not going to happen. But I like this segment an awful lot. Punk was then shown walking backstage, and he comes across a door that says, The Bloodline. He looks like he's going to knock on the door, and then he thinks better of it and walks, goes to walk away. Kevin Owens comes up. The two exchange a couple of words. They look at each other, and that was all it was. So, whew. There we go. There we go. Give me CM Punk Kevin Owens. Give me CM Punk Randy Orton. Give me CM Punk LA Knight. Give me CM Punk Roman Reigns. Give me CM Punk Jey Uso. Give me CM Punk Cody Rhodes. Give me CM Punk Seth Rollins. Give me CM Punk everybody. And everybody that's willing to work with him. And like even Seth, who doesn't really like the guy, knows you may not like everybody you work with, but there's some people that even if you don't like them, you do the you do the job, you get it done, because that's where the money's made. That's the difference between WWE and I'm just going to say it in AEW. You have adults who know that you have to put personal differences aside to get money, make money. You get people invested. It's not about your pettiness, the young bucks. If, 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 if what Punk was saying is true is to the fact of I told them or whoever I had to tell that I'd have a meeting with the elite and squash it all, they wouldn't do it. Okay, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe we never need to know. But if you remember, actually, you may never remember, but it had been reported. So everyone's over here going, Punk's only in WWE because AEW fired him. True to an extent. Before Punk went to WWE or AEW, he tried to go back to WWE in 2021. 
Vince didn't want him. Vince said, ah, I ain't even talking to that guy. So Vince didn't want him. So he went to the next best thing in AEW. And as soon as he was able to get out of there and get WWE, he did. He wanted to do it in WWE a year ago after the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega stuff happened. So I don't see this as he's only here because he got fired by AEW. No, he always wanted to go back to WWE before he went to AEW. But Vince didn't want him. Tony took him, stuff happened, and then eventually they fired him. So, yeah, that's the story. Then we had a six-and-a-half-minute match. It was Asuka and Charlotte Flair. Before the match even started, Zelina Vega and Michin Mia Yim would come out and attack damage control. Shotzi and Bianca also joined in. And that just led to everybody going back to the back and it being a traditional one-on-one for the most part. Charlotte had the control early on as the match spilled to the outside where Charlotte landed a bunch of chops until she missed one and chopped the ring post. Asuka briefly had the upper hand until Charlotte backdropped Asuka on the guardrail. Charlotte then went for her moonsault off the top to the outside and missed it entirely. And I think this is where she got hurt. I think her leg got stiff on landing and jammed in, and that's what may have hurt her left knee. Back from the break, Asuka had control with a few kicks. Charlotte came back with a slam, landed Asuka's head onto the second rope. Charlotte was then limping as she tried to go for the figure eight. Couldn't fully lock it in, because the figure eight, you like grapevine the legs, and you have the one leg that comes over and loops like this. That leg she couldn't get all the way over, and eventually just didn't loop. It didn't, it didn't click. Which Bailey gets up for the figure eight. Bailey then comes in out of nowhere, pulls Charlotte's arm. Charlotte falls. Oscar gets out of the figure eight. Charlotte uh, elbows Bailey. But as a result, Oscar rolls her up and pins her. So there we go. Oscar beats Charlotte with help from Bailey. Backstage, Nick Aldis handed Punk a contract. He said, look this over, and let me know what you think, and let me know your decision. Cody then comes in. So he said, so, it sounds like for you to finish your story, you're going to have to win the Royal Rumble. Pretty interesting. The two shook hands, and Cody walked off. So there's teasing big time that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Cody, or Punk's going to be in the Rumble. So if that's the case, then the Punk-Seth match is not happening at the Rumble and could happen then at um, WrestleMania. Now we got, who wins the Rumble? Who wins the Royal Rumble? Is it Cody? Is it Punk? LA Knight? I don't know. Um, Randy Orton was shown backstage. LA Knight walked into frame. CM Punk then also walks into frame. Punk wished them both good luck, and Orton asked Knight if he was ready. Knight predictably was like, yeah. And they went to the ring for the main event. We got some stuff announced for next week. First off, two matches in the title, uh, U.S. title tournament. Kevin Owens and Austin Theory and Grayson Waller against one name from NXT we still don't know. Also, the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns, will be on the show next week. Then we had our main event that went 12 minutes and like roughly 12 minutes, 15 seconds or so. It was Randy Orton and LA Knight against the Bloodlines, Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa 
And there's my question. When Solo start wearing boots? Solo's usually barefoot. What the heck? When Solo stop going barefoot? I sent a tweet out. And everyone was like, tonight. Just this match. JBL also made reference to... Well, JBL and Cole made reference to Umaga being the uncle of the Usos and Solo Sokoa and how Solo gets compared to Umaga a lot. As far as the match does go, Orton and Jimmy started it off. Orton worked over Uso with a series of punches. Knight tagged in, though it looked like Orton wasn't too thrilled by it. Knight hit an elbow, but Orton blindly tagged himself back in. Orton and Knight had a tiny little bat here. They were words, I guess you can call it. And Sokoa tagged in. Then we got Orton and Solo. And they locked eyes. And I'm like, oh my god. And then the first thing I thought was, last time we saw Randy Orton, before his injury, Solo was still in NXT. Solo wasn't even on the main roster or in the bloodline yet. That's how long Randy's been out. They engage in a stare down, but Jimmy runs in and attacks Orton from behind. We then go to our final break of the night. Back from the break, Jimmy was working his chin lock on Randy until Orton hit a backdrop to make things even. Knight received a huge hot tag, and Sokoa tagged in as well. Knight landed a neckbreaker on Sokoa and proceeded to stomp a mud hole in Sokoa. Knight ultimately walked into a belly-to-belly suplex from Sokoa. Knight, or no, Jimmy, then got in a cheap shot on Knight, who was draped over the second rope. Knight then hit a, uh, uh, got hit with a snap suplex. From Solo, they got a two. Sokoa then hit a hip attack on a running hip attack on Knight, who was sitting in the corner. Jimmy tagged in and mocked Knight. Uso hit a chop and tagged Solo right back in. Uso and Sokoa whipped Knight into the corner and posed for a bit. Sokoa went for another hip attack, and we start hearing Peter chants because there's a guy in the front row that looked like Peter Griffin. Uh, from there, Orton got the hot tag, and that woke up the crowd even more with Randy chants. Orton cleaned house and hit a snap power slam on Jimmy. Always looked good. Always looked so good, that snap power slam. On the outside, Orton slammed Jimmy onto the commentary table before rolling him back inside the ring. Orton hit a draping DDT on Jimmy, and the greatest hits were full effect. Orton set it for an RKO, but Sokoa ran in and broke it up. Sokoa teased the Samoan spike, but Knight cut off Samoa or Sokoa. Hit a DDT. Knight then went for the blunt force trauma on Jimmy, but Orton hit an RKO instead. And got the win. Knight then just stood there and was like, I was about to do that and hit the move and get the win. Like he had that look like, oh, you want to steal the limelight now. Okay. Knight Norton then posed on separate corners as the show went off the air. And speaking of Randy Orton, Randy's thing since coming back is daddy's home. Well, if you watched Rampage tonight during the first match of the night, there were daddy references. Giovanni asked, uh, Tony Giovanni asked Ian Riccoboni if I can. He said, can I call you daddy? And he's like, daddy obliges or something like that. Well, they must have been watching some WWE and Randy Orton's return because now they're making daddy references on Rampage. Also, this goddamn Tony Khan. You're going to have a program start on Ring of Honor with Angelico and Orange Cassidy that leads into an AEW program. But you're still not going to talk about this tremendous work that Billy Starks and Athena are doing in Ring of Honor. They're going to bring Angelico 
over and be like, so this actually started on Ring of Honor television when Angelico and Serpentico were double teaming Christopher Daniels and then Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy made the save. And then they have a match on Rampage. But we're not going to see the best thing that this company is doing. And it's Athena and Billy Starks. They're main eventing the uh, final battle pay-per-view. They are in just doing God's work. Athena is one of the best right now that they have. And she is relegated to Ring of Honor and Ring of Honor website. You can't even watch her on TV. You got to watch her on the Ring of Honor website for $12 a month or whatever it is. Like It's just, it, as Peter Griffin would say, grinds my gears. It grinds my gears. That Athena is probably the best thing Tony Khan has signed and has been relegated to Ring of Honor for the last year. Other than she was on the pre-show for Wrestle Dream. Or was that full gear? I can't remember which one now. Maybe it was both. But yeah, such a shame. Such a freaking shame. But with that, that is everything that did take place tonight on Friday Night SmackDown. Let me get the poll going really fast. What did you, you think of SmackDown? I liked it. It was all right. I didn't like it all right go vote on that one on twitch that one is live and we'll check the other polls as well what did you guys think tonight's friday night smackdown so let's refresh all of this um also after this i will be going live in a little bit twitch.tv forward slash timmy buddy i'm going to check out Fortnite racing Earth's not all that great. Might jump into more Lego survival mode. And then I do want to do some Battle Royale as well. Because we didn't get to it last night. Every time we're like, yeah, we're going to jump over and do Battle Royale. Let's finish this mission. Then we're like two missions deep. And we're like, oh, yeah, um, maybe after this mission. No. So that, that survival mode in, in Fortnite's really good. I like it. Why did that go twice? Hold on. So as far as the X poll does go. 75% liked SmackDown, 15% thought it was just all right, and 10% didn't like it. Looking here on YouTube community poll. 80% liked the show, 16% thought it was just all right, and 5% didn't like it. Uh, some of the comments here. Uh, sending lots of prayers to Charlotte Flair. Hopefully the knee injury isn't too serious. Or it says 7 out of 10. Or it says, I liked it. We should see that Zoe Stark will be traded to SmackDown and then Raw gets Grayson. Nope, that ain't happening. That ain't happening at all. And then we look at the YouTube live poll. 79% liked the show. 21% thought it was just all right. And 0% didn't like the show. That's good. That's really good. Everyone at least liked it in some capacity. And if we look over here on the Twitch poll, 75% liked the show. 25% thought it was just all right. With that, guys, that is going to wrap everything up. I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. 
Remember, I am going to be live in just a little bit. Twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy playing some uh, Fortnite. Maybe jump into something else after that. Not 100% sure. But hang out. Have some fun. And we'll see you in a little, little bit. Twitch.tv Timmy Buddy. Have a good one, guys.